Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls. Today, I want to talk with you about bravery, what we think it means, and how we let it contain us. I was just in my studio painting in my journal. I've started this art journal that I do every morning for half an hour. It keeps me in the game, whether I'm having time to paint that day or not. But here's the cool thing about my art journal. I paint intuitively. I just let it flow and I experiment wildly and freely. I use media that I don't normally use. I combine things, I mix them, and I experiment with them. And it's quite joyful. And what I've noticed, even though I'm not producing those things to show anybody or to share or to definitely not to sell, I find that what I do in my journal is got so much energy that you can just feel in it. And I was really thinking about that this morning. I had a great session this morning where I was flying around with these new materials that I bought and I was having so much fun. And I actually started working on a canvas right after trying to apply some of the same things. And it was just so free and liberating because my thought is, here's where I get to experiment. Here's where I get to try things that excite me. And I really thought about it this morning and I was thinking how unlike this is to my process of painting. There are lots of intuitive things about my painting as well when I'm actually doing a piece to hang in a gallery or to sell. And yet there is a containment that I've created for myself when I'm painting. I often plan kind of a rough idea of what I want it to look like. I, especially this year, I learned more about landscape painting because I wanted to paint clouds. And so I've read a lot of books and I've learned a lot of rules about composition. And there are things that really help me identify when there's an issue with a painting or when it's not working, helps me problem solve. And I think my painting has gotten better. But in a sense as well, it is also contained and constrained me and I'm not as liberated as I was before. And that's something I'm definitely going to change because the energy really shows through in the work that I do when I'm liberated. So all of this Savvy Souls got me thinking about what it's like when I'm containing myself, not just in painting, but in life, and why I do it, why we all do that. And it comes down to fear, even as a painter, and I've just got this blank canvas. It's so hard to just let myself go loose and wild 
to do it. And what's the fear of? It's just a blank canvas. If I don't like what I do, I can paint over it, but it feels scary. Well, that same kind of fear is the fear that keeps us waiting to change, keeps us doing the same thing we've always done just because it's familiar, even if we don't like it, even if we desire change. It's stopped by the fear that tells us we're going to die if we change things up. That's the part of our brain that is wired to keep us safe. What our brain knows is what we've done before has kept us alive until today. And so from our brain's perspective, it's worked. Our brain doesn't care if we're particularly enlightened or happy or feeling purposeful. It just cares if we're breathing. It has a very low bar. And our fear wants us to keep doing the same things we've always done because we're alive and we're breathing now. And so that has worked. So our fear tells us we're going to die if we change things up. And that fear keeps us in the same jobs, in the same relationships, in the same friendships, doing the same pastimes and hobbies, just because that's what we've always done. And Savvy Souls, that those things can be amazing if we're still loving them. What I'm talking about here is when you desire change and you're not making the changes that you desire. So because of our fear-based brains and them wired to keep us safe and alive, our brains are absolutely hardwired to hate all change. And that's why we stay where we are and we feel stuck. It's interesting how even when we make bold leaps or we've actually changed things up in a dramatic way in our life, when we walk into our new world, we develop habits there and our fear-based brains can catch up to us even in our new world with our new choices and keep us stuck and not fluid. And that's what I found many times after I left my law practice and I started to paint and then I started to coach. There are many times where I've caught myself rigidly stuck to something I decided. So I knew that I could eventually realized I could change things up and move into art from law, which was extremely dramatic. But then I got stuck in the way I was painting. And then when I started coaching, I got stuck in what we call our niche, like who I wanted to coach and why. And each time my brain was, hey, this is working. Let's not change things up. So I think Savvy Souls, it's a constant practice of challenging ourselves to keep making the changes that we want and desire to make. Many of us think we're not brave enough to embrace the changes we desire to make. You're not courageous or brave like me is the comment I get from a lot of people. And I kind of laugh when I hear that because I'm actually a scared person. We think that bravery is for other people. When we tell ourselves this savvy souls, here's what we're missing. Our brain is telling us that it's safe to stay where we are in the job we have, in the relationship we have, in whatever it is that we have now. But staying safe in that way actually traps us 
in our current discomfort, the discomfort that's waking us up at night and wanting us to change. That's because when our brain does the calculus, it assumes that what we have now is good. Like I said, there's this low bar. What we have now is we're alive, right? And that's good. And changing anything is risky. But what we have right now might not be good. It might not be fulfilling. It might not be what we desire. It might not be what we're capable of. It might not be what our passion is. It might not be where our gifts are. So sometimes because of that, the most risky thing we can do is to stay where we are. When I think about risk here, I mean, we risk greater unhappiness staying where we are. Risk happens, savvy souls, when we expose ourselves to danger. I want to ask you here, the danger of what? The things that come up, oh, I don't want to fail. I don't want to have less money. I don't want to lose friends. We, I think we want to avoid these things because we believe if those things happen, they'll make us unhappy. But the thing is, we're already unhappy. We're already uncomfortable. We're trying to avoid being unhappy. We're trying to avoid being uncomfortable, but we're already those things. When we evaluate risk, we need to look at the risks on both sides of the equation. We need to look at the risk of changing and the risk of not changing. We, our brains tend to assume that the only risks we have are happening if we change, but there are all kinds of risks of not changing, the risk of staying unhappy. That's why, savvy souls, a common dying regret is lost opportunities. I wish I'd done this when I had the chance. I wish I'd traveled. I wish I'd taken that gap year. I wish I'd taken that promotion. I wish I'd tried for that job. I wish I'd quit and done this. I wish I'd developed this hobby. That's a common dying regret. What we don't hear, or we don't hear very often is, I wish I hadn't tried this or that. Think about that, savvy souls. A dying regret is when we wish we had tried something. And it's rarely when we wish we hadn't tried something, but our brain doesn't want to take into account that kind of risk at all. Another thing, savvy souls, when we've decided we're not brave enough to change things up like other people are, we've forgotten what it is in life that makes us feel alive. You know what makes us feel alive? My friends, it's being in flow. It's being like a river, not a stagnant pond, but like a river that flows, goes over boulders, turns around curves. I think I actually am thinking, I'm thinking right now, I think I did a podcast on live like a river. So you can refer back to that if you want, but feeling of alive is feeling in flow and that's because when we're really living, we evolve and we change. We're not stagnant creatures. We're evolving. We change. We change our points of view. We change our minds. We change our moods. We change our desires. We 
literally become new people and we desire different things. And those different things require us to make new choices, not not to keep making the same choices we've always made, the choices that were appropriate for the person we were 10, 20 years ago, five years ago, maybe six months ago. And maybe those choices are no longer relevant. Sometimes, savvy souls, we decide we're not brave enough to make the change or changes we want because we feel kind of stuck in a plan that we've made. We feel a strange compulsion to keep following our plan, even if it's not appropriate for us anymore, to live with the decisions we've made. We live in rigid adherence to our plan sometimes. I thought about this, and I think one of the reasons that we feel compelled to stick to plans we've made is the fallacy of sunk costs. This is something I learned about in my early career as an economist. We think that if we've spent money or time developing a particular skill, so those are sunk costs. They're things that have happened in the past. And so costs that we've already incurred. And now we think we have to get the value from that. But it's not true. We can't change the past. All we can do at any one time is make the best decision for us now. Just because we've invested in a law degree doesn't mean that our best decision going forward is to spend the next 30, 40 years of our life being a lawyer. It's just not true. And the other thing I would say from our sunk costs is we assume that if we don't do the thing that we had planned, that that was all a waste. I can tell you savvy souls, and I think I don't really need to tell you this. I think I can just reflect back a truth that you feel in you, that we learn from these things, all of the decisions we make, all of the experiences we have. So if it was going to law school, those things change us. They change our minds. We always have that skill the skill that we learned available to us. So we haven't wasted anything ever. Another mistake we make when we think about changing things up is to believe, well, I'm unhappy now. So if I want to be happy, I've got to make this huge grand change. I've got to quit my job or I've got to leave my marriage or I've got to change all my friends. or I've got to move to a different continent it's so often true that a full-scale change is totally unnecessary. You can achieve your desires by making the smallest changes. I think my decision to stop writing journals, devoting my morning uh, journaling time to writing, to painting in my journal and exploring what makes me feel free and alive is going to totally change my painting. I don't need to make a big decision. I just get to follow the threads of this very small change. Think about all the small changes you could be making in your life that would help you move more towards the person you desire to be. Savvy Souls, if you're 
loving what you're doing now. That's amazing. If you'd make the same choices today as you made five or 10 or 20 years ago, that's amazing. That's wonderful. That's living. You don't have to change things up to be living. I'm talking here about our resistance to make the changes that a part of us knows we want to make. When there's a part of us that wakes us up at night and says, yes, there's this other thing I want to do. And then we spend our energy and time during the day pushing that down, denying that desire. I'm talking about the desires and dreams that wake us up in the middle of the night and ask us if there's something more. If you're asking those kind of questions, Savvy Souls, if you're feeling that way, if you're not feeling alive and happy with the choices that you've made in the past, change your plan, change small things, change big things, but never ever tell yourself you're not brave enough. Just analyze the risks a different way. Love you guys and see you next week. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>